Welcome to Data Protection Gumbo. It's more than just a podcast. It's a source of insights to keep you tapped into all things data-driven so that you can be the most informed technical expert in the virtual room. Listen in weekly to stay educated on the latest trends in backup, recovery, storage, cloud, and security. I'm your host, Demetrius Malbro, and in this episode of Data Protection Gumbo, I have a conversation with Hethel Patel, Enterprise SE at Zerto. And Hethel has been in the IT industry since 1995 in roles such as desktop support, server network, virtualization admin, storage, and backup admin, to name a few. And in this episode, we discuss some of the risks of not protecting your data, the criticality of keeping your data secure, and what C-level executives should do to stay ahead of the bad actors. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. Welcome to Data Protection Gumbo, Heto. How are you today? I'm doing well, and I'm very fortunate to be here. And uh, I'm, I'm glad that we were able to connect from, I believe, LinkedIn. And uh, yeah, I've been excited ever since. So yeah. Absolutely. Why don't you give the Gumbo listeners a quick rundown of yourself and your expertise? So I've been in IT industry from good 27 years or so. Yes, I know I'm throwing out the age and the numbers along with it. But uh, kind of started out with the typical taking calls, fixing, you know, good old floppies at, from my high school days, kind of fell in love with the, the technical arena. And from that point on, I've done like storage administration, network administration, virtualization. And the good old, our favorite here is the BCDR conversation. And in recent years, for the last uh, good five years, what I've been working on is, is uh, at my current place of work. And there I'm actually the senior enterprise uh, sales engineer, where we help customers look at the business gaps of data protection uh, in regards to just not the day-to-day outages, the human error, but including like, how do we protect from ransomware, right? Just the hurricanes of the world, but the fires, but the overall package of data protection being that it's multi-cloud ready and so forth. Got it. Yeah. You, you spoke very timely of the hurricane that's bearing down on, on Florida right now. Yep. And we, we, I, I promised the listeners that this will not be about sales, even though you mentioned sales engineer. But... Hey, we can go all techie on this. This is all good. Don't worry. Oh yeah, <laughs> a- absolutely. So let, let's dive right in. And what I want to know is just from your perspective, what, what are some of the risks of not protecting your data and also, you know, just making sure that you can recover quickly? Because I still hear today that some companies, some individuals still are not quite sure that their data is protected, especially if they are in the cloud. Yeah. So I, I likewise, like you, get to hear that we get to hear the same thing right? That, hey, what I have is good enough. I've never had to deal with it. So why do I need it? Right? AKA status quo. And I would go and ask a, the listeners or even the potentials that are dabbling into this, like I would ask that, hey, do you have an urgency to protect your own wallet as you're maybe the provider or being part of the knitted family 
do you have any obligation that require you to nest and say, my golden egg needs to be protected, <laughs> right? And when you compound that for a business as an employer, those responsibilities go higher and higher and they become exponentially more important. Uh, so yes, there is a greater importance to it, uh, but even if we take it at a personal level, at a human being level, right? As a parent, you may want to know that, hey, what your kids are doing, not from as a big brother concept of spying on them, but you need to know what's going on in the family to help and assist and guide them, right? In the same manner, financially, you're going to do whatever it takes or as much as you can to protect the data or content and financials that have been already earned. So somebody else just doesn't steal it, take it away, or use it against you to say, hey, if you want your own money, if you want your own data, pony up, <laughs> right? So yeah, coming back to the real question at hand is like, why is it important? Well, you let us know why is it important because we see it in industry that it is important, but if status quo is good enough for you, let us share the wealth of knowledge that we've seen of purely data disruption. And now that it can be as a service that, you know, we can get a service from online to say, hey, go disrupt this family, this group of family, or this business, or that whole enterprise. These are all services that are out there on the market today that weren't there when back in the good old 70s when IT and networking was all starting out. These things weren't, we didn't have to worry about it. Now we do. Okay. And I, I obviously still run into individuals that may not be a hundred percent sure or clear about now they, they may be backing up their data, but there are still some, you know, bad data protection habits. Um, number one, for instance, keeping everything as long as possible, just to make sure we have it in case something 15, 20 years down the road to occur and you just keep everything. That's, that's not a good habit, right? But you, you want to make sure you, yeah, you are backing it up and you're keeping it. You have that retention set to the proper, to the proper frequency. But so uh, no, no, you can expound on that. Go ahead. Yeah. So to, to that point, so we have individuals at both pendulums, one that says, why I do I need it? Because I'm at your previous question was at even a public cloud, right? Uh, why is it even needed? It's there. It's somebody else's issue, right? Well, not quite. Um, it's still the onus is on, us as the owner or the renter or the tenant of that premises or be it that it's in cloud, right? The onus is on us to protect the data. And then there's the other side of it saying, look, I have everything and I need it for eternity. Um, both concepts have plus and minuses. One thing with what we have seen in the industry is that if you wanna keep everything, it is a great wishful thinking um, but when talking to litigation teams and, and the lawyers of the world, they'll tell you that SLA might not be the right SLA that you have for data protection or data, data retention point of view because you have it, therefore you have to port, bring it up in Cato litigation, right? You have to bring it out in data discovery perspective. So again, there is a fine balance and the folks, the guys and gals that have been doing this for eons in the industry kind of know some of those a, not really pitfalls, but they know the day-to-day -day concerns that a business might have versus, hey, I don't know, I'm somebody new, I came up with innovation idea, but I want to go to market. 
let's talk about some of these things before you put yourself out there and take on more vulnerability and a risk, right? The idea is to be risk diverse, but how do we go best about it? Let's put it this way. I could recall from my own 27 years, right? The first thing I used as a data protection was my good old floppy. I used to be able to bend those kind of floppies, right? Moving forward, it became harder and harder. We became digital. So there's an evolution of things, right? And in the evolution of things, we kind of went in, in a, not so much of a full circle, but back then what was acceptable as a business outage is no longer the case. And, and, and that's changing the dynamics as we go as, at every second of the day, it's changing the dynamics, right? So, yeah, yeah. And also I, I remember too, you know, just 15, 20 years ago, backup was backup. It was something completely separate from security. And now the two have morphed together because you, you can't have a discussion around security and data protection without backup really being a part of that that comprehensive solution in order to make sure that you're protected on all fronts and for uh, ransomware for instance like how do some of the new security risks uh, like like ransomware change how customers should be thinking about disaster recovery and business continuity from your perspective yeah so i i, I wanted to take this one i love this question because there's a lot to unpack here, because we talked about three different niches uh, within IT services, if you look at it that way, right? It's one, to have the data. Second is to protect it. Third is how do we go one step level beyond it and go into security arena of it. So this is the mothership of the questions, I think, <laughs> right? And I would love to step back from this. And it's like, hey, um, anybody ever gone to Carnival and play the game of Whack-A-Mole? I love that game, but when it when referring to business and dollars amount in thousands and hundreds of thousands and millions of dollars, when you have companies that are globally public facing companies and that have to report up to board of directors and so forth and so forth, this game of whack-a-mole is a global game of whack-a-mole and it is very difficult to get a hand around it. But in this day and age, we sure as heck have a lot better practices and small wins under the belt to say we should avoid X, Y, and Z in order to be a little bit better and head of the game, right? Uh, for a fact, I know of products that are coming out and they're cutting edge that, that are going to be disturbing the market yet again, but it's irrelevant to what the bells and whistles are, but it's to be a conscience, be aware of what's going on and what we're really putting out there. Right. And, and coming back to the business sense, right, is if our IP is stolen, if, if our image is disrupted and, and, and it, we get a bad view, we are looking at even closing shop because think of what's happened in the last few years of ransomware attack. These numbers are not going down from industry studies. We've seen that as the data is growing and growing, so are the risks, vulnerabilities that are coming across. If I take that same analogy of playing game of whack-a-mole around the world, I am always re remembered and I re do recall a memory uh, or actually we keep on thinking of this analogy of uh, one story I was told as a little kid of uh, Alibaba and the 40 Thieves, right? <laughs> or yeah, AKA yeah. the Latins of the world, right? The concept mm -hmm. is pretty much the same. 
now the problem is we don't know who the heck is stealing from us because everything is digital. Look, let's talk again, personal stakes, right? I used to use check. I used to use cash. I don't know when was the last time I wrote a check. Everything is digital, meaning if it's online in order to be digital and accessible 24-7, that also means the doors to our vault are now completely open. Be it that it's for a short amount of time or a longer amount of time is irrelevant. The fact that it's online, it's digital, it is vulnerable to that attack. That attack could be ransomware. It could be a hijacking of that data, aka ransomware itself, right? Or completely in a case of what used to be was antivirus, where you just shut down and you're looking for in an IT world what Ethernet cable to pull out. <laughs> or in the lame's terms of, hey, how do I shut off all my computers and then investigate? Today's day and market, we can't do that. And God forbid, if we do pull it off, we are inherently facing a risk of saying, what is the public going to say now that every Tom, Dick, and Harry has access to the good old public-facing, not so much of media outlets, but social uh, environments of just saying, hey, I want to put it on XYZ platform to say, hey, these guys suck. They just took a biggest outage and they're supposed to protect my money, my services, whatever that is. So it's compounded that not from an interest point of view, but from even a bell curve point of view, the risks are higher and higher. But coming back and saying, hey, not to panic, there are folks that have been doing this for a long period of time. There are folks within our various levels of government agencies that are also there to help and protect. But we have to take it in, in, in with a grain of salt that, look, the bad actors are also listening to all these sessions as well, right? So it, that this is the ongoing game of whack-a-mole. If somebody loves that game and doesn't want to ever retire, come on over. <laughs> we'll play this again. Yeah. But you get and the gist. <laughs> so let, let's let's give the Gumbo listeners maybe a, a few concrete steps that they can take in order to protect themselves or their data or limit the impact of things like ransomware. Let, let's give them some, some steps from your perspective. Wow. So at high level steps, let's come back to the movie theaters for a second, right? I think we see it visually when we look at either James Bond, the Batman's movies and all that, right? Even if we take that as a template, for an example, we have a good framework already in place. A, keep data in two places. Keep your data private from the get-go. Only publish or only have content that should be out public facing, right? What I was ever always told with my one of my management early on in my career is you don't want to put anything in writing that you don't want a newspaper to look at it. Nothing wrong against the newspaper, uh, but it's when everybody sees it, everybody has a different opinion on it. It could be simple. A statement is a high, but somebody may say, like, hey, and the other person, like, hey, how you doing kind of thing, right? There's a lot of ways of scrutinizing it and changing that. So if I come back to the basics and fundamentals, is make sure, let's make sure we know what's at risk first. Based on what's at risk, that business usually calls it ROI, right? Like, hey, what, in investment, you kind of know what, what you're going to pay, how much you're going to pay. But in the content of data protection, you kind of need to know, A, what do you have? 
how valuable is it to you as an individual, as a company? Yeah, right. And then let's go and strategize and saying, how do I protect the golden egg and the goose, not just the egg, right? Because if I have the goose, then I can keep on having the eggs. But in this case, if I leave today, everything's digital, but nobody leaves their wallet right. open. Why is that? Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> right. So as a company, as a country, as a citizens that we should be, we're able to help each other out when we're listening and when we know the problem at hand. In 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 a digital stance, and in in the as we modernize more and more with artificial intelligence, the automation of suites, right? We're gonna have to say at one point we need we may need some guardrails to keep us a little bit sane, as well as in our lanes to say, hey, look, this is mine means it's mine. I can't have it from home. I got to go to my office in order to get it. Maybe that may, there's a rhyme or reason for it, but it's a trade-off. And again, to the listeners and everybody here, I, I can go on an hour and hour on that session or that conversation. It, it's not a very a quick fix, but it, it, it comes down to that core part of it saying, what do I have? I need to have more than one copy of that data. And wherever it is, do I keep that data active all the time? How can I make it air gap proof, right? So nobody can tamper with it in a clean room and all those IT related buzzwords. But these are not IT created words. These come from military. These come from a common sense from the folks that have been doing, protecting all of us as citizens of any country. They understand these fundamentals. IT is reusing those labels or verbiage in a sense of data. Yeah, so I, I I completely understand that as well. And, you know, with today on premises, individuals are still backing up with physical systems and then you have virtual machines and then you can have virtual machines running in the cloud, et cetera. So we've we've sort of morphed into this this new modern world where everything is digital, as you mentioned earlier. And one thing that, that I want to maybe have you unpack is what, what have you seen around just modernization of, let's say the entire data protection strategy? Cause you've been around for, you said 27 years in the industry. Yeah. Somewhat of a dinosaur. Take us. Yeah. T take us from prehistoric to <laughs> the future. Historically speaking. <laughs> uh, and when, when my friends and my dinosaurs used to roll the, roll the, and be my pets and I used to walk around with them, right? Uh, not quite that far. But think of the days of floppy. Let's start there. I think it's a good enough starting point. Everybody walked around with floppies when we were kids, with, be it that it was one copy or five discs, few of them were maybe games on some of them. Now, you got to explain. You got to explain for some of the younger folks what are floppies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the three and a half, uh, yeah. It, the old version of USB, let's put it that way, right? Uh, it, it is the old, uh, wow. And also, by the way, my senior project in college was on a floppy disk. I still have it. I could show it to you right now. <laughs> that makes two of us. I still have my papers and on on, uh, on a floppy disk. And my wife and everybody were like, why do you have it? It's just yeah. memorabilia yeah, it's now, keepsake. right? Um, but from an enterprise point of view, uh, if I may come back to the enterprise and business side of it, was that uh, even back in the days when the computer that's smaller than your iPhone that was taking up room in, in a square footage size, it was taking up more than like 
two large size rooms, those machines actually had a, a tape drive, believe it or not, like a VCR tape that was magnet, uh, metal tape that was being provided back then by IBM and such other players that was recording data on a digital media. Um, hence the tape drive and the whole concept uh, kind of comes from all that and the verbiage of air gapping and ejecting the tapes and offline and all that. But nevertheless, it is a challenge that we kind of landed into by keeping everything on 24 7 365 uh, be it that it was a small data center a closet versus a football field data centers right it, it has to do a lot with at scale solution right so what the heck do i mean by all these things is let's talk about it as a papama brick and mortar shop right my my local xyz hardware store fill in the blank right I happen to open up a, a store, uh, and if I take a comedian approach or a comical approach, my friends at Simpson, the quickie mark, if you will, um, if I have a single store, I know what's going on. I have my registers. I can walk home with it and come back tomorrow morning and pl plug it in. When you talk about at scale of saying, hey, you have 3,000 stores all around the North America, and let's compound and saying, hey, you're a global company, and now you have a branch, and, and you need everything in geo-specific, but every single transaction needs to be recorded because it's mandated by the accounting teams or the financial teams. Then moving into the business arena, all that data needs to report upstream to the stakeholders, the people that we borrow money from, and the investors, the stock. You know what I'm saying? This is the whole ecosystem and, and everything is connected even without IT, right? But the fact, coming back to the core, is like, why is it important from your first question is, well, it is important because nobody leaves that bank or your wallet open. I recall one of the biggest data protection agency were talking about, you don't have to even hide your social security number. I recall that advertising. Oh, yeah. I, I remember that. Yeah. And that guy ended up getting hacked, too. So... Yeah. So again, for the listeners, they may not know uh, good old YouTube or Google search may help with that. But in, in a, a while ago, there used to be a company where the CIO had put down their social security number on the truck banner saying, hey, use our product. You will not have anything to worry about. And people rightfully so trusted it because it was a very compelling advertise. Like, you, you know, like our social security number one, nobody wants to put that out there. But this individual had put this out there. It was great marketing, and they, he really trusted that nothing can happen. It was supposed to be the silver bullet that nothing's going to happen. But when you give a whole bunch of nerds or technical folks a challenge, be careful what you ask for because these guys are the ones that are a bit more creative. And it's not so much as saying, hey, look, I want to take all of you down to a penny and not have you broke. It's just more of a, it's a challenge. Right. Let, right. Yeah. And again, not insulting anybody's intelligence by any means. Like, even if today I take to my kids and saying, "Hey, you can't do this," the first thing you want is going to help. Yeah, we're going to go do it. Right. It's built into our nature. And if you tell me no, I'm going to go do it first. And if you challenge me, I'm going to do it even further. Right. I I dare you, kind of thing. Right. And that has never left us as a human beings. I don't know if it's there in other species, but <laughs> us as humans, we have never let go of that. But nevertheless, it creates all these challenges 
we need to be able to talk about it in a platform such as this, right? If not in a bigger at, at a level, at a global level. Today, we're seeing that it's taken a place at a global level and world leaders are talking about some of these things. But when we talked about the good old floppies and the, the tape systems, it was never thought of it. It's like, who the heck, why do you even need it? Yeah, and you know, you, you mentioned CIOs and, and CTOs, I guess the C-level executive, and I'm sure you, you've had a few of those conversations. Let's say there was a CIO or just a, a C-level executive in general, they may not be able to answer all of the questions around having a data protection strategy or, yeah, I'm not sure if we're backing up data within the cloud or within this SaaS platform or that SaaS platform or whatever the application is. What, what would you say to that, that CISO or, or CIO? Uh, so great. Uh, one, I don't expect my C-levels to know the minutia, but at the end of the day, I have a laundry list of questions I would love to ask them. Uh, and, and one has to do, it's a very personal level, uh, is like, hey, what happens if your data is just happen to be magically be out there? What does that mean to you as a CIO? Does that put you in a jeopardy? Is your career on the line? Is your livelihood on the line? <laughs> and if the answer is yes, then let's talk more, right? Because it hap has happened, right? And, and I'd be lying to you that it never happens. It's never going to happen. You and I know in this industry, it happens. You could try to build yourself a Fort Knox, but the fact that you're getting a sunlight or some sort of a light in the in environment, things are possible. So to that C-level and the CIO and the CTO folks is really what's at stake for them individually, what's at stake for the whole company, um, be it that it's brand recognition, losing the faith uh, on the customers and not having the reoccurrence in business, whatever those concerns are, but let's talk about it. Let's not pretend that it doesn't exist because it does exist. We started out that conversation of playing the game of whack-a-mole to the 40 thieves of Ali, Alibaba, but you and I know here today that in today's market, we can get a service to have a ransomware affect XYZ business, doesn't matter, SMB, a large scale enterprise or a global conglomerate that does whatever they're doing, the XYZs don't matter, but it can be done. Hence, the questions that I have are, does it matter to you, sir? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, nice. Well, I, I appreciate that answer. And just one, one final question, it's not a technical one or it doesn't have a lot to do with the podcast. What What are you reading today? What What's on your nightstand? <laughs> uh, on my nightstand is completely unplugged from IT. It's more on a spiritual journey to completely unplug. Okay. Uh, but it has to do a lot with personal transformation, right? Uh, it, it's uh, not from a sci-fi world or, you know, um, the aliens are coming but it's more from a spirituality point of view. Okay. So again, there's a lot to go through of uh, <laughs> on that question itself, but on a nightstand would be, A, what's going around the world? What is going around in my local townships? And if there's anything that I can do to help, that's one of those things that my ears are always open to. And even this opportunity, exactly was it. It's not about the product. It's not about the bells and whistle. It's to get the awareness out because 
the people who are in trenches may have a different point of view and perspective that somebody may not have at that A, previous question, C level or executive level, because their job is to keep the integrity of the business running, getting the revenue, where, where others are looking at it from a different minutia point of view saying, hey, look, if we do this, we may be compromising our IP, whatever the heck that is. That, that golden egg can be vulnerable to XYZ, hence the security officers, right? Uh, so yeah, <laughs> from the night really reading would be just to unplug and, and look at something to get the center back in life essentially because there, are, as I was having a conversation with my coworkers earlier this week was that there are definitely great people on the planet, but we also have few bad actors and those few bad actors are shifting how people's liberty are now at stake. Hence, we need to get the message out and be a bit more proactive versus. Yeah, right. Yeah. I'm going to leave my wallet open. Hethos, uh, I really appreciate you taking time out to drop some knowledge bombs on us here at Data Protection Gumbo. And I appreciate it. And uh, any final outgoing message, maybe one sentence, if you don't mind. One sentence would be just thank you for creating a platform like this that we can talk openly and the last part of it would be hey if ever anything comes up let's talk further and we'll go into the little bit more in the deeper in the pool and talk a little bit more of a shop all right it's been a pleasure likewise thank you sir really appreciate it thank you for listening to data protection gumbo please follow us on twitter at dpg podcast and join our backup and recovery professionals linkedin group just search backup and recovery professionals on linkedin and you will find the group and until next time gumbo listeners have a fantastic week